Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. It is Tuesday, March the 16th, 2021. This is episode number 76. Uh, the event in question that uh, Dave will be giving us his full report on the uh, opening round of the United States Pro Kart Series, the Southern Grand Prix, Ocala Grand Prix track back in, in down in, uh, in Ocala, Florida this past weekend. Uh, tremendous, tremendous event. Of course, record numbers. That'll be a big talking point as we get set to go. But before we dive into this edition of the debrief, let's introduce our presenting sponsor, Trinity Karting Group. Trinity Karting Group is your first step on the ladder to racing success. Based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, they literally have a track in their backyard and a controlled environment to develop your skills. Trinity Karting Group flattens out the steep learning curve with a professional staff that will put you on the right path. The focus is driver development, and they compete at the local, regional, and national levels. They have new and used packages available, and they are your Midwest source for Tony Karts and OTK parts, as well as IAMI engines. Visit them at teamtkg.com or call 513-421-4463. All right, David Cole, you uh, bailed out of Detroit or out of Grand Rapids. I was going to say, you didn't go through Detroit. I think you went a different direction, didn't you? Whatever it was, (laughs) you bailed out of Michigan. You went south. Beautiful weather. uh, Down to Ocala for the start of the USPKS series and big, big numbers. Essentially the, the headline to get down there. Yeah, that's essentially what the headline is, was going into the weekend and throughout the weekend were were the big numbers. Uh, Obviously, yes, it was uh, beautiful weather down there, perfect racing conditions, mid-80s all weekend long. Nice. Uh, Even shorts weather at night, so uh, not even even cold during the uh, the night hours. But uh, yeah, no... No rain whatsoever throughout the weekend, so that was a major plus. You know, we didn't have to deal with a five-minute shower or a five-minute thunderstorm to deal with like we did back in uh, 2019 when we were last there uh, with the USPKS program. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was good to get down to, to Florida for a second time this year already and uh, enjoy what was a record-breaking weekend. Yeah, so the event in question, March 12th, 13th, 14th, this past weekend down in Ocala, Florida, the track that's been around for a little over 20 years, opening round of what will be an eight-race program, championship program this year for the United States Pro Card Series, counting the best seven events. David, you mentioned you're back down there in 2019. Third time, though, right? I think that USPKS has run at Ocala. Yeah, 18 and 19 were the first two years. Obviously, last year with the COVID-19 pandemic, weren't able to uh, open up the season down there because of that. Uh, It was scheduled originally for a March weekend. I believe it was going to be two weeks after what was the Pro Tour weekend uh, Winter Nationals at NOLA, which was actually the one-year anniversary of the COVID-19 pandemic for, for especially all of us in the karting world. Uh, talk about the weekend itself. You, you, mess, you uh, mentioned great weather overall. Uh, what was the racing like, man? You know, any Was there any red flags? Did we have any major incidents? Was there a lot of contact? Or was it a pretty solid weekend overall? Well, as we keep talking, keep talking about in the outlap, it's the bull ring. It's a, it's a Bristol of karting. It's uh it's tight confines. Uh, so there, you know, there's contact here and there, but luckily we had no, no red flags throughout the weekends. So we never had to roll the ambulance. Uh, no major incidents. A few, you know, a few 
incidents into the into the barriers that surround the racetrack. But uh, other than that, there was there was uh, no red flags. That was a major thing. No major injuries whatsoever. So nice. Uh, again, perfect weather. No red flags. I mean, that's just uh, in record numbers. I mean, that's just three three <laughs> stars right there. Yeah. You what know? else you want? Right. That's perfect. Um, let you mentioned record record numbers. Two hundred and ninety three. In total, a staggering amount of drivers jumping on board, drivers' teams. Uh, obviously, the USPKS, uh, people have seen what's been going on. The momentum is there. Numbers breed numbers. People, you know, I'm going, are you going? Well, uh, if you're going, I'm going kind of a thing. Uh, David, all, all told, numbers pretty strong. And in the end, uh, across the board with a couple of late entries in both X30 Junior and X30 Pro, uh, increase in entry in all uh, seven classes. Let's uh, let's jump into the by the numbers section and give us a look at what you saw down there in terms of class by class. Yeah, basically six six walk ups from what we had in our outlap podcast so for the pre entry total was at two eighty seven. Got up to two ninety three by the time uh, we began uh, with qualifying on Saturday. So again, just you know, the massive increase was really at the the younger divisions with micro and mini and the KA100 divisions, as we talked about in the outlap. Uh, micro was at a record 39 drivers. I mean, that alone right there, wow. in addition to the 41 mini drivers, is telling That's you nuts. We, have a great, we have a great future with this sport because these kids can't go anywhere else. They have carding for the next, you know, so many years until they get uh, old enough to be able to drive cars. So I think that's good for uh, for us uh, in terms of the sport. So it, I'm really happy to see that. Just it's just amazing to see that micro number because we it, we were used to seeing like eight to ten drivers yeah. here and there, yeah. uh, you know, and and now to have 39 drivers, it's it's just amazing. Yeah, like you said, David, it, it bodes well for the next number of years because remember, guys, uh, micro drivers have to go to mini. Mini drivers have to go to junior. We're going to see these 39 drivers, ideally, and more of them coming in, uh, working their way up through our internal ladder system. As you said, David, good number growth uh, in both micro and mini. Same for the KA100 junior and senior class. 48 in KA100 uh, junior, 60 in KA100 Senior, maybe even more importantly in terms of the overall look at the series and what we're seeing coast to coast, even with the big numbers in the KA class, David, no real drop off in the X30, like the, the you know the the 125cc liquid cooled single speed, as you see on the West Coast. Drivers are driving the 100cc uh, air cooled, and they're not they're not running the other uh, category, the uh, the, the water cooled 125. So good to see drivers in both those categories here in the USBKS. And not many are double duty. Uh, you have a few hands, you know, that are that are doing double duty. Maybe I want to say it was around maybe between five or six in in this, at least in the senior level. Okay. So you know, the, the X thirty Pro has always been the biggest category at this program. It's it's never had it had a little bit of a down year when we uh, when the program was down overall, but it's always kind of maintained that over thirty number. Uh, ever, ever since it's climbed back up from from the downswing, but it was over 30 up until that point. So that's never been really an issue. So I think that's where we're kind of going to see, obviously, numbers be there. One, because they they continue to give money out for the X30 Pro class. So uh, that's that's one of the num- the reasons why there too. I think more you see the double duty in the junior categories. Track time is key. Uh, a place like Ocala, maybe not so much, but other facilities that uh, that that are going to require you to be very consistent over and over again, lap after lap. That's, that's where it kind of 
men's that uh, that need to be in the double duty range. So so that's where we see a lot of the double duties is in the junior ranks. But uh, still, some a lot of you know again a lot of drivers in the K100 senior category uh, to make it up to that 60 mark, which is uh, a series record for for total of entries. So um, again, just you know, solid overall numbers. Again, the lowest category, which is a record for this division, X30 Masters at 26. So largest X30 Masters field we had, and it's the lowest of the weekend. And uh, of course, uh, as we said, 60 strong in as a, as a high watermark for a single class, 293 in total, a record number in entries. We're underway with this edition of the EKN Debrief, episode 76, giving you a, a full deep dive into the opening round of the USPKS event in Ocala, Florida. Stay with us, folks. After this break, David will give us some information in the Paddock Pass. The World Karting Association is the only organization on the globe that can provide you with three forms of karting all at one event. Our historic WKA Daytona Kart Week was completed just before the new year began, welcoming record numbers. If you missed out, or if you're excited for the same atmosphere and competition, then add the Charlotte Karting Challenge presented by Summit Racing Equipment to your 2021 racing schedule. All three of the national championship programs will be competing at the Charlotte Motor Speedway on April 15th and the 18th in Concord, North Carolina. The Vega Manufacturers Cup Series is hosting three straight days of racing inside the famed Charlotte Oval. Our Vega Road Racing Series will tackle the complete roval portion of the facility, while the Maxxis Speedway Dirt Series will take to the dirt track at Charlotte in a special two-day event. No matter your age, no matter the discipline, the WKA Charlotte Karting Challenge has a place for you to compete at America's home for racing. Learn more about all three programs at worldkarting.com. The World Karting Association, the foundation of motorsports. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for karts, parts, the safety gear you need to get to on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network and episode 76 of the EKN Debrief, our race report podcast. This edition uh, brought to you by Trinity Karting Group. And we're focusing on the United States Pro Kart Series opening round, the Southern Grand Prix out of Cala, Florida. Uh, the event, of course, uh, March 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, jumping now into the Paddock Pass brought to you today by Parallel USA. It all started back in 1994 when former kart driver Albino Parallel decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Parolin was born. Parolin USA is North America's source for Parolin products, and we run a factory team at all the major Supercarts USA, USBKS, and Rock Cup USA events. The Parolin chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, 
the Le Mans tag single-speed chassis for junior and senior drivers, and the 28mm Opportunity model for the cadet classes. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Perlin. For more information, head to PerlinUSA.com. All right, David, Paddock Pass. After this next break, of course, we'll start jumping in class by class. We'll go through the entire race report, but let's uh, let's get at get at it right now. Paddock pass wise, what was going on away from the track? Well, really, the the atmosphere and the uh, the early uh, talk about amongst the paddock was just the record numbers being there. Uh, you know, having this large of an event uh, going on. Really, we couldn't really think back to an event this large uh, any in, in recent years. Uh, maybe possibly a WK race, uh, you know, maybe at Daytona or something like that. But it's been, you know, it's larger than any Pro Tour event we've ever had. It's larger than any United States Rotax Grand Nationals we've ever had. It's it's got to be up there with with uh, some of the um, you know Florida Winter Tour events that were back in you know probably about five six years ago when they had record numbers at that time. So uh, again, just. Um, that was the talk is like, man, I can't believe how, how big this turnout really is. Yeah. Um, and, and with that turnout brought a number of RVs, campers all in the paddock, uh, for those who aren't familiar with, or that are familiar with the Ocala facility, there's a big field that kind of is on the East Western part of the racetrack where if you're at the grid area, you can see over to where the, uh, the, the technical hairpins are. Well, that whole area was filled with RVs. It was prime real estate for a number of people who brought in their RVs. I'm not quite sure. I'm ass- I'm assuming the track had some type of deal worked out with that that area of the land to uh, to use. But I'm I want to say there had to be at least 35 to 40 RVs just in the paddock area alone. Uh, back in the uh, um, Southern part of it, there was there was an RV lineup back there that probably had about ten RVs there, and then over in that field, probably about another twenty five alone. So it's just crazy to see RV party time. Yeah, and you know, so throughout the race weekend, there's you know people lined up on the fence outside their RV. Uh, Kevin Harvick being one of them, and and his wife Delena uh, sitting out there watching the racing uh, Friday and Saturday, and he left obviously to go to uh, to Phoenix on Sunday. But uh, yeah, just you know, uh, a number a number of people. Te- a lot of the Texans were had had a couple RVs there, uh, as well as many others. So just they use that that opportunity to kind of be in in what appeared to be like somewhat a VIP parking for for some of the RVs. But uh, well, yeah, different thought, different I, to see that because I'd never seen that area filled up uh, before. Well, they didn't at one point. They didn't own it. Actually, I know I know that when I was there, like I've st- I've stayed at the track there many times for Florida Winter Tour races, whatever it may be. We had my RV, and I was in the back part of the paddock, actually area. At that point, they didn't own that part, but I think uh, they had bought that over the last couple of years. Yeah, I I don't know the full story, and I wasn't able yeah. to. I, I didn't see Troy from OGP there at all this weekend, uh, so I wasn't able to ask, or and I forgot to ask Mark. But uh, there's still that house there. So I, I I don't know if it was like a, a a workout deal where you get you'll get a little bit of money and the track gets money too. So or I don't know how it worked, but uh, it was interesting to see that whole place just filled up with RVs and nice. And so that now that just puts in question what goes on for the future of this program because you're going to need facilities that have the the proper paddock not only to fill with trailers but all the many RVs that that are coming with a lot of these competitors. That's a nice problem to have. No, 
It is. <laughs> That's exactly what Eric Jones talking with him uh, at Cart Sport North America and IME USA East. He's like, this is a great problem to have. I, I have no problems uh, sorting out which facilities we'll have to go to or, or what we'll have to do with even the GoPro Motorplex because yeah. um, that's his home. And even last year at the uh, at the numbers we had with uh, 223, it was really tight getting getting all the trailers into the paddock area that way. Interesting. Uh, David, uh, a number of drivers making debuts for new teams as well. I'm sure that's one of the, uh, the tidbits you got here in the paddock pass. Yeah, we'll start with uh, the Trinity Karting Group obviously came with a big tent uh, this weekend, a number of drivers under that. And kind of the focal point was the addition of uh, a Luca Mars, a Jace Park, Colin Neal to their uh, X30 Pro lineup. Uh, Jace Park actually did double duty, so he ran the K category as well. So um, again, a weekend. This is kind of their first weekend of, of mending together, working together. Uh, working, uh, you know, trying to get everybody on the same page and see how everybody clicks together. So uh, it could, you know, as a weekend went along, they progressed and uh, and and Mars and Park were able to be there uh, in the top 10 in X30 Pro. So it was good progression for them under the new tent. Uh, another one that was just a recent signing was the Paul Bocuse over to Parallel USA. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about his weekend, but uh, this was his debut weekend with that operation. All right, what, what else we got that's cool from the paddock pass? I know that I expect you want to talk a little bit about last chance qualifiers. I tuned in for a couple of those as I was uh, working away here in the office throughout the weekend. I know you had uh, LCQs and KA100 Senior and KA100 Junior. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, this was the first time the program actually ran last chance qualifiers with the large fields and the, the short uh, distance of the racetrack. They had to uh, cut the fields down to – Originally, what was going to be was 36. They opted to go to 40. Um, they went with a, a, a full field of 40. This allowed the mini category to run all drivers in the main event because they only had 40 drivers uh, in in showing up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they still ran their two prefinals, which kind of helped. You know, it took the pressure off the field, so it wasn't uh, as massive as what it was for the main event. But uh, eliminated that LCQ. So the only LCQs we had were the uh, the K100 senior and the K100 junior. So rather than four transferring up to the main event, they went with eight from the LCQ. So it kind of gave a little bit of those in the LCQ a little bit of hope and 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 uh, and some a, a little bit more of a, a gift to uh, to get into the main event. Uh, but one thing also with the schedule, um, they typically do three laps for qualifying and. Because of the large fields, they broke them up, some even into four different groups. Uh, so the timetable, they were trying to stay on on schedule. So essentially what they did, they kind of caught off the, the paddock with off a little off guard. Uh, the green flag waved as soon as you left the grid. Uh, if you're familiar with the racetrack, once you leave the grid, you're actually crossing the start-finish line within, yeah. what, probably a football field? Not yet, um, exactly, right there. So that, uh, that was the start of your first official lap. You'd come around, get another green flag to start a second lap. You'd get a white flag to start your third lap. So <laughs> it was, it was kind of that boom, boom, boom type, type mentality. And it caught people off a little bit, you know, at least especially on Saturday, because people didn't pay attention to announcements, of course, and oh, didn't well, hear yeah, what right? was going on. So, um, it's typically what they do. They do do that right away, but most racetracks, when you leave the grid, you do a complete lap before you get to the start-finish line. Here, you're, you cross the start-finish line right away, and it helps save time. Uh, 
you know, just a little bit to help stay on schedule because it actually ran late both days in qualifying because of the the hurry up go and the four different race group or four different qualifying groups. So, uh, you know, everybody pushed through and, and got it done. But that was the one thing is, is caught people off guard on Saturday where Sunday, I think everybody was ready and kind of had the mindset of, oh, boom, I need to go lay down the slap and get ready and, and, uh, kind of, kind of, uh, uh, um, plan or, uh, figure out what's, uh, what they needed to do to be quick in that shorter distance. Yeah. What the strategy was, right? Strategy. <laughs> strategy. What uh, did it did it shut down all the bull crap of guys going out and and waiting and trying to get behind the fast guy or whatever it may, may be? Was it were people just getting at it? I, I hate, that, I hate that helped. With, you know, obviously with the four groups, you know, splitting up say the sixty carts in the uh, in the K one hundred senior category, it did. Yep. You know, space they do space them out. There are guys who slow up and wait for somebody. So, uh, but no, yeah, that's, that's a great thing. Like we see like the, the race groups or the qualifying groups that are like 10 minutes long, they don't need 10 minutes, just go out and hammer down. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the one thing that USPKS has done over the last few years is just that three lap qualifying. And it seems I to like work it. out great. I love it. That's the way to go. All right, folks, that's the paddock pass brought to you, uh, again by peril in USA time to dive into our race reports, folks. When we get back after this quick break. We'll start with X30 Pro, and we'll go X30 Junior. David will, uh, David will bring us up to speed on who was quick, who won, who stood on top of the podium, and, and the like. And we get back to this edition of The Debrief. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs are available in 2021 for the USPKS and the Supercarts USA Pro Tour and Super Nationals with full product sales and service and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Carding Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one -on -one coaching to take you to the next level. Trinity Carding Group is also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Carding Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Carding Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. A series built by racers for racers. Stars Championship Series. If you're looking for big grids without the stress and anxiety of a national event, then look no further than the STARS Championship Series. Our events are centered around our fun and family-friendly atmosphere, and this season we'll be visiting some of the East Coast's finest karting facilities. We've got four stops on the tour in 2021, with opening weekend set to take place at GoPro Motorplex on April 9th to the 11th. From there, we'll head to Newcastle Motorsports Park in June, the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati in July, and then to Pittsburgh International Race Complex to close out the championship in October. While April may seem far away, our season is already underway with our eSports division presented by Extreme Sim Racing. 
You can get your weekly racing fix in our GT or open wheel divisions on every Tuesday or Wednesday by competing against carters across the country for some stellar prize packages, all for free. For more information on how to get on track in the virtual or the real world, check us out online at StarsChampionshipSeries.com. Welcome back to episode uh, 76 of the EKN Debrief, our race report podcast, all part of the EKN Trackside Live program presented again by Cooper Tires. Big thank you to Cooper Tires for being on board. We're getting ready to jump in here now, folks, with the race report presented to you today by Cartsport North America. The Cart Republic is here, and it just keeps on winning. Cartsport North America is the country's importer and distributor of the Cart Republic chassis, and as a leader in American karting, they're focused on st- providing stability for the sport and, pro- and quality products and service for the community. The Cart Republic's senior and junior, junior chassis are on fire, and so is the Mini Cart, which is won in SCUSA, USPKS, and WKA competition. For more information, contact Cartsport North America, where they offer top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. All right, DC, X30 Pro, like you said, uh, racing for big money, 5G's up for grabs, and as we talked about in the outlap, an absolutely stacked field. Like, it's, it was unbelievable how many guys in the top 50 were part of the action at Ocala this past weekend. Yeah, it was it was stacked for sure, and, and it, everything was uh, really based around where you ended up in qualifying, because we're talking – Top seven just on Saturday, separated by 92 thousandths of a second. Wow. Uh, again, when you talk about a short track, you're talking like oval times, you know, you're talking milliseconds to where, uh, you know, every turn a millisecond is going to either get you one position or have you lose a position. And the entire uh, field, entire field, David, one second, less than a second, I think, right? In qualifying. Yeah, 1.1 second for yeah. 30, 39 drivers. So 37 wow. drivers within one second. Man, that's unbelievable. All right, let's let's jump in with the headline. Duke Medjian and Zilich kick off season with victories. Off you go. As we said, you know, it was a tight field up front all weekend long, including qualifying, which was set, which was, which began with Ryan Norberg out front, uh, setting fast time in that session. As I said, seven drivers within a tenth of a second. Uh, Little action in the pre-final. Norberg and uh, Pauli Massimino got together while fighting for position early on. Uh, that sent them back and allowed Matias Ramirez to go away and uh, and score the race win. So he led the field to the green flag for the main event. It was him and Connor Zillage that jumped out to the front, and eventually they were joined by Braden Eves and Ares Dumejian. Uh, Dumejian actually started 11th in the main event moved his way forward up into the top four, and then eventually joined uh, the top three drivers. And then once there, kind of moved his way forward up into the lead with about three laps to go, and from there was able to hold on uh, to the victory. Uh, Ramirez ended up finishing in the second spot with Zillage standing on the podium for the first time in the X30 Pro division. Uh, Braden Eves, Eves ended up in the fourth position with Brandon Jarzakrak, the four-time defending champion, rounding out the top five. That's a pretty solid lineup right there and a great run, as you said, from 11th for Arias Duke Medji. And what about a hard charger? Hard charger or Weston Workman on the uh, comp cart, another senior rookie, uh, climbed up 22 spots, 38 to 6 after contact in the prefrontal put him at the back of the grid for the main event. Uh, Sunday. Uh, let's, oh, yeah, let's go, go to Sunday. I was just going to say, I was just going to set up for you. Let's go to Sunday and uh, Alessandro DeTulio out of the gate pretty strong. 
Yeah, new new face at the front. Uh, Dutilio was actually in uh, some issues in the pre-final. Not only was it Massimino and Norberg, but other drivers making contact, and I believe he was among those. So didn't really truly get to to show the speed that he had on Saturday, but Sunday came back and and was on fire early on, uh, setting fast time and qualifying, and ended up holding off the field uh, for the pre-final victory. Main event was a little bit of a different story after he led the opening few laps. Zillage took over the point, and then from there, DiTulio kind of just slipped back uh, position by position. Uh, ended up falling back to the fourth fourth spot as uh, um, as Zillage led the way with uh, with Ryan Norberg and Medjian trailing. They would essentially run that way the rest of the main event with uh, Zillage able to go on and score his first victory. Uh, in the X30 Pro category, Norberg second and Arizu Medjian in the third spot to round out the podium. Uh, Dutilio, as I said, was uh, in the fourth position with Mate- uh, Matias Ramirez in the fifth spot. Uh, I'm not really sure, David, if we've seen uh, a rookie driver and senior make that kind of an impact as we've seen Connor Zilich at the start of the year because uh, – yeah, in Scusa competition, Rock uh, Rock Florida Winter Tour, now in USPKS, this kid has been on fire. I had the uh, WK Cart Week down in Daytona as well, won right. the X, X30 Senior Class down there. So he's won in all four uh, organizations within the first three months of the year. Well, first four months, I guess, if you um, count yeah. December. That's unbelievable. That's absolutely impressive. And a five thousand dollar takeaway, five thousand cash when you combine the points up, right, David? Uh, main event points, correct? Main, main event just points. Main event points. So where you finish in both of the main events sets the uh, the money order. With Connor Zillage scoring the uh, the five thousand uh, dollars for first place, Arzu Medjian in the second spot with twenty five hundred, Mateus Ramirez with fifteen hundred for finishing third. Dude, that's big money. <laughs> That's big uh, cash. That's that is, a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash. That's solid. <laughs> uh, I, I always, let, as we do in these, when we have big enough fields, hard charger, David, next 30 pro on Sunday. Uh, Timothy Carroll with uh, RPM and the aboard a Tony cart moved up uh, 24 spots, 39th to 15th after an opening lap wreck in the prefrontal put him in the back of the field. Now, nice for, for both those guys. 24 spots up for Carroll in race two. And on in Saturday, uh, Western Workman, as you said, up 22 spots. Both those drivers starting deep in the field and getting themselves up mid-pack. Uh, David, let's go to the X30 Junior Class. And again, another stack field, as we said. I think 40 with the walk-up. Uh, here's the headline. Fletcher and Bocuse split rounds. Yeah, contact was a, a major part of this class all weekend long, uh, especially in the pre-final uh, early on, took out a few contenders uh, and and shuffled up the field a little bit. Uh, Rowan Gill on the uh, Mike Doty Racing Cosmic was able to set fast time in qualifying, but he got shuffled back early on by Fletcher, and then Fletcher kind of got away from everybody to win the pre-final. Same thing in the main event. Uh, bunched up field was really bunched up as they were kind of driving some defensive lines early on, and Fletcher was able to kind of get away from that and uh, establish a pretty solid lead. And uh, nobody was able to uh, to reel him back in as Flesher went on to uh, to score the victory uh, handedly with a wire to wire win. Uh, Kiki Huena uh, on the Tony Cart, another OGP driver. Uh, Fletcher, obviously old OGP OGP driver. Uh, Kiki, a new OGP driver, knew uh, knows the home track really well. This has made his uh, USPKS debut. Was able to win the battle for second. 
uh, ahead of Rowan Gill. Cameron Weinberg ended up in the fourth position with Justin Atticonis in the fifth spot. Nice job on Kiki's pronunciation, David. That's yeah. You know, that was the only name I could get right. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Solid. Uh, and yeah, local track knowledge uh, on a smaller track like that. Good for him to be able to be there in a solid run, as you said, for Jeremy Fletcher. Uh, hard charger, David. Paul Bocuse, what, 40th to 8th? Wow. Yeah, he was among those that uh, got wrecked in the pre-final. Uh, had to start from the back and moved up 32 spots in 22 laps to wow. uh, to get up to the 8th position. Fast laps of the race and and that's very key because he would take that speed over into Sunday. All right, let's talk about that. let's talk about Sunday right now. Jack Jeffers though out of the gate strongly with the uh, the P one position in qualifying. Yeah, he was among those in that uh, contact with Bocuse and among and a few others uh, made the right changes to come out with uh, fast time in qualifying, as you said. But it was Paul Bocuse that uh, was able to uh, win a tight battle in the in the uh, in the pre final with Jeffers actually getting pushed back. Uh, to the eighth spot in that race. Uh, main event time, the top three kind of got away with uh, Bocuse leading Noah Baker and Jeremy Fletcher. Uh, not very much change of position up front as Bocuse led wire to wire for uh, for the victory on the day. Baker ended up finishing in the second spot with Fletcher in third. A great drive by Christian Miles. Uh, kind of overcame some bad stuff on Saturday and came back Sunday with uh, good speed and was able to actually run down the top three all by himself, but just ran out of laps to, uh, to be able to make any kind of, uh, attack on the, uh, on the, on a, uh, possible podium position. So ended up finishing in the fourth spot with, uh, Weinberg rounding out the top five. Yeah. Solid, solid weekend for Cameron Weinberg. David, a couple of top fives, pretty solid. Yeah. Good run for him. Uh, yeah, just, he's gotten that, uh, First junior year under his belt now as a sophomore in the uh, junior category. So again, got he has you know, Bocuse, Baker, Fletcher, Weinberg. These are all experienced yeah. drivers. Miles now into his first full year in the X30 junior category after running K100 junior last year. So he's got that behind his belt under his belt as well. But uh, he's certainly found a new home with the Mike Doty Racing Team. Another good uh, move forward, uh, hard charger Aiden and Grotta on the red speed up 29 positions, 38th to 9th. David, more contact in that pre-final? Yep, that's uh, the other re- the reason why he was started back there. Uh, yeah, 29 spots and 22 laps. You can't beat wow, that. That's amazing, no doubt. Uh, money-wise, again, main events, uh, Jeremy Fletcher coming out with the cash, big cash in X30 Junior, $2,500. Paul Bocuse, $1,500. And, and uh, Weinberg, as I had said, a couple of good finishers of fourth and fifth, good enough for 750 bucks. Good money there for the drivers of the junior class, too. Yeah, it's you know that kind of helps keep the numbers. So yeah. you know, kids kind of want to race for money. I don't know why. I mean, it all goes to dad and mom, right? <laughs> mom and dad, you think so? You, you think so? We don't know how yeah, things work so, out, though, David. We'll see. But uh, right. yeah, it was uh, overall, that was probably the the category that we had the most contact and the most, uh, you know, not necessarily rough driving, but a lot of uh, bumper to bumper and, and side pod to side pod. Copy. All right, folks, another break in the action. When we get back, we'll jump back into the Cartsport North America race report with KA100 Senior, KA100 Junior, and X30 Master. Stay with us, folks. More to come here on the EKN Debrief. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. 
That's when Paralyn was born. Fast forward 20 years and Paralyn's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America, and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world. And it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. Everyone knows that Texas develops winning racers. And the Texas Sprint Racing Series is excited to start the 2021 season to get back to cultivating this talent. The first combined SCUSA and IKF series has been running since 2015 and was started as a grassroots effort to bring family racing back to Texas has exploded into the largest regional series in the Southern region. With 13 classes, including kid carts, and over $50,000 in prizes featuring Supernats and ICAF Grand Nationals tickets, there is no better place to come race than the Texas Sprint Racing Series. This year's lineup starts with the winter warm-up at NOLA Motorsports on March 19th to the 21st. The second round, the Spring Roundup at NTK, will take place on April 16th, 17th, and 18th. Next up will be the Summer Shootout at Speed Sports on June 11th, 12th, and 13th. And the fourth event is our Midsummer Mashup at the brand new Kart Moto Facility in Crescent on July 23rd to 25th. Our fall finale brings us to another new for us track at Amarillo Kart Circuit on September 10 to 12. As always, our end of the year banquet dinner and raffle will be held on Saturday night of our final event in Amarillo with a free meal and lots of incredible prizes. We hope to see you join the TSRS family. For more information, head to TexasSprintSeries.com. Welcome back to episode 76 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us uh, a full rundown of all the uh, the main events and, and the racing at the opening round of the United States Pro Kart Series down in Ocala, Florida this past weekend, March the 12th to the 14th. Again, Kartsport North America presenting our race report today. David, let's get started with KA100 Senior. And here is the headline. You can fill in the blanks after this. Zilich earns first on Saturday as Bertignoli named winner Sunday. Saturday was all nitro cart in this category with Connor Zillage out front along with uh, Hayden Jones ended up uh, with a one, two early on making a lot of noise there, but yeah, uh, I bang my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zillage went, was able to uh, secure fast time with Hayden Jones in the second spot. Uh, when they split the odds and evens for the pre-finals, the top two remained up front uh, leading wire to wire in both of their pre-final races to, uh, to fill out the front row for the main event. Uh, Zillage was able to get the jump when the green flag waved, and that was all he needed as he was able to drive wire to wire for his first victory in the KA100 Senior Division. 
uh, winning by over two seconds. Uh, essentially, it was a race behind him for second. Uh, Jones was in the position but got pushed back uh, to fourth after some fighting as Brandon Lemke, the defending champion, was able to muscle his way up into the second spot. And A.J. Myers aboard the Magic, the uh, Scusa Pro Tour shifter champion, uh, ended up finishing third on the podium as Jones dropped to fourth and uh, uh, Nolan Allison placed in the uh, the fifth spot. Yeah, solid uh, start of the season for Nolan Allison. You said he finished P5 there, had some pretty good runs uh, at the Scusa Winter Series event as well. So uh, again, though, David, let's just take the time here. We'll jump into the hard charger in a second. But another another win for Zilich. He's just racking up so many victories right now. This kid is absolutely on fire to start this season. <laughs> yeah, on fire is, is almost fire. too – it's almost like – not not good enough to save fire like there's got to be right. something else you know with the with all the winning he's doing but uh the only reason he raced ka was the numbers uh that was the thing going into the weekend uh early you know before the entry list came out uh he wasn't going to run ka 100 senior i asked him i said what's why are you double dipping he's like uh we just can't we can't not do it with the, with the 60 drivers <laughs> everybody else so, is <laughs> everybody else is so they jumped right in I like it. That's good. Hard Charger coming from 36 from deeper in the field uh, up to 24th. Austin Osborne, David, uh, what last in the Aston, last in the LCQ up to fourth. I listened to the entire LCQ, and I think you and I were messaging. He started dead last and made it to P4. Like I was on the move in the last chance qualifier. We actually have his on board, so we're going to try and uh, edit that a little bit uh, this week to kind of throw up with the audio from Tim Coyne. I, I, when you're out on the racetrack, I can't hear the audio, so I don't know how good it is, but we'll put it on there anyways and just kind of give you a taste of uh, what he ended up doing. And I mean, he was on a charge throughout that LCQ. Again, started last and just muscled his way forward. And again, he said he had a top 20 cart that day and uh, was able to get up to 24th. So a good run by him. Not not bad at all. Uh, let's move into Sunday right now. And Zilich obviously picking up where he left off on Saturday, qualified P1. Yeah, P1 and qualifying to uh, to kind of set the tone and say he's there. Uh, but it ended up being Alex Bergnoli scoring the uh, the win in the odd pre-final, so was able to get by Zilich in that race. Uh, and then on the other side, on the even pre-final, Chase Jones on the uh, MPG Will Power Cart. Jones was actually uh, did saved his tires a little bit. Did not race the LCQ after uh, having an engine issues in his pre-final on Saturday. Elected to uh, to save the tires and not run the LCQ or the main event, obviously. And uh, so got a little bit of an advantage uh, going into Sunday and took advantage of that uh, in the pre-final to go away to go on to win that to start on the main or on the front row for the main event. Uh, once the once the green flag waved, though, it was kind of Lemke that was able to get away from from those front row drivers uh, to lead early on in the main event. But Zillage was able to run him down uh, as they kind of went back and forth a little bit. This allowed Bertignoli, who fell back early on, to join the fight late in the race uh, and essentially and make make it a statement on the final lap. Uh, that was what that what it basically came down to. Zillage leading final lap, get the white flag. They go through the bus stop. And as they start entering turn three, Lemke just went for it, dove to the inside as Zillage kind of ran that, that shifter line. You know what I'm talking about where you run yeah. a straight line to the apex. Well, <laughs> yeah. Lemke went for it and uh, dove as far as inside as he possibly could jumped the curb. The two made contact as they went through the apex 
this uh you know slowed him down immensely allowed Bertignoli to kind of bump up to his teammate Lemke pushed them through and passed Zillage uh as they went into the, the left hand 180 and then from there uh the Merlins went one two to the line with Lemke uh earning the provisional uh victory but uh after the officials had a, a few words Lemke was given a two-position penalty for that contact with Connor Zillage, thus moving Bertignoli to the top of the podium, moving A.J. Myers to second. Two positions dropped Lemke to the third spot, and Zillage ended up fourth with Myers getting by him late at the uh, checkered flag. So a little bit of a shakeup in the top five with Terlecki winning the battle for the fifth spot. I'm surprised they wouldn't put Lemke behind Zillage after the contact. That kind of would that kind of surprise me. I'm sure, Again, that was a I'm sure that was a conversation in the paddock. <laughs> different, yes. Zillage was was kind of questioning that uh, throughout Sunday night because yeah. uh, obviously the uh, the guy who who uh, caused the issue still finished ahead of him. Um, but again, series have different uh, ways of penalizing. I'm not quite sure exactly, um, you know, how that entailed. I don't know exactly the discussions the officials had, but uh, the two positions was the uh, was the penalty. Yeah. Hey, you know what? As long as you stick with your calls, that's that it works, right? Uh, hard charger, Justin White, David on the uh, the comp cart up 17 spots, started 26th, up into the top 10. Yeah, it's something about this racetrack. You can, it's you know, it's like a stock car track. You can find your find your way through the field if you can get a position every lap. That's for sure. Well, it's and it's for me. It's always been those the two hairpins, right? And the back to back hairpins and the tree turn. You almost have to be wide open. You, you got to open up the inside to get through the corner well. So it does set up for guys making the move down the inside. So there are some opportunities to pass. Not a lot of them uh, in, a, in a track with not that many corners, but uh, there are opportunities for sure. Uh, all right, David, let's move to KA100 Junior. And here is your headline. Fletcher takes two at home track. Yeah, as we talked about in the X30 uh, junior category, a number of the uh, the veteran junior drivers were were kind of the uh, the lead the lead uh, drivers throughout the weekend in in both categories, especially in the uh, KA100 Junior Division as well. Uh, Noah Baker actually ended up coming out with the fast time in qualifying. This category also sp- split up into two different pre-finals. Ended up being Chase Hand that won that pre-final with Fletcher winning the uh, the other Jeremy Fletcher winning the other uh, pre-finals. So those two ended up starting on the front row for the main event. Um, as the race went on, it ended up actually being Danny Zizelski who showed the speed and was able to get away from everybody after some early fighting. Zizelski was able to drive away and come across the line as the provisional winner. Unfortunately, he was removed following Tech and thus taking the win away from him. Mm, ouch. That would thus give Fletcher uh, the victory as he was able to uh, to drive away from the rest of the field. Uh, and essentially win the race. Uh, Parker DeLong ended up finishing in second in his rookie debut. Uh, Sebastian Weldon, another junior rookie in the third position. Xander Reed uh, aboard the uh, the Paralyn, coming back from Euro- at racing in Europe to finish fourth with uh, Helio Meza in the fifth position. Nice job for Elio there. Uh, hard charger, uh, Cooper Shipman up 18 spots. Yeah, another dry, another junior rookie. Uh, moving up from the mini ranks and uh, was able to uh, to win the LCQ that uh, got him into the main event. And he took advantage of it, moving up 18 spots from 33rd to the 15th position. 
All right, solid, solid. Well done. Uh, let's go to Sunday now. Based on the notes you've got down here, it looks like Fletcher had, I don't want to say an easier day of it, but uh, uh, he was definitely the player all day long. Yeah, not necessarily easy, but yes, he uh, he controlled things when he was on the racetrack, uh, setting fast time and qualifying, going out and winning his pre-final. Noah Baker was able to win the other pre-final, so they set up the uh, the front row for the main event. Fletcher and Baker kind of fought early on, but uh, Fletcher was able to kind of get away uh, as the race moved on uh, and was able to go on to score the victory. Dzelski ended up coming up and getting by Baker and others for the second position. Uh, but was given a pushback bumper penalty. So that dropped him off the podium down to fourth. That moved Sebastian Weldon up to second for a second podium of the weekend. And then uh, Austin Jurz getting his first podium of the year after a tough uh, a Winter Series program for him. Able to, uh, was quick all weekend long, just uh, wasn't able to be right there for the podium, but did so in the, uh, in the Sunday main event for K100 Junior. Uh, Baker ended up actually getting pushed back to fifth with, uh, as I said, Dazowski down to fourth after that pushback bumper penalty. I think you go back and listen to our outlap, and I, I mentioned Austin Jersey as being one to watch as well in that KA100 junior class. So check mark for Rob on that one, bud. P3. <laughs> oh, don't. Anytime you want to do a challenge, we'll we'll do podium <laughs> challenge. I'll surely beat your butt on that. <laughs> but right, yeah. How about the hard about the hard charger in that one? Well, Jer- I just want to say Jers is among yeah. those that's that you know into his second year now in the junior ranks, so definitely has that experience now. Just you know, just needs to uh, to put it all together. Uh, hard charger Grayson Upchurch, Upchurch. I think I wrote the name wrong. Upchurch yeah, the third. Yep. Uh, aboard the Tony Cart, fourteen spots, thirty fifth to twenty first. Uh, was involved in a pre-final wreck and ended up finishing third in the LCQ, so got himself into the main event and almost to the top 20. Nice, man. That's solid. Good work. Uh, David, you mentioned the fact that uh, some pretty good numbers, actually, in the X30 Masters class, 26 in total, uh, which is great. So here's the headline. You can fill us in on the battle with the drivers and Masters. Barrios and Cop uh, begin record weekend on top. Yeah, again, record weekend, meaning the largest field they've ever had for the X30 Masters division. And again, this category is almost like the X30 Pro where you got 10 or more drivers that are capable of being up front, especially at Ocala with a lot of the uh, the RPG drivers being up front at their home track. Uh, Danny Robertson, um, uh, Robert Mayer, those guys were quick and all the rest of the RPG drivers were quick as well, along with Mario Barrios, who joined the team uh, this weekend, uh, essentially though, everybody was chasing Scott Roberts early on the, uh, uh, the Florida driver was able to set fast time in qualifying and, uh, win the pre-final, uh, main event time though, they were able to, uh, to kind of keep him within reach. And, uh, and it was Mario Barrios, who was the driver that put on the pressure. Uh, the two of them kind of went, uh, side by side on the exit of turn five on lap 15 contact put Roberts into the barriers and into the grass, uh, essentially out of it. And that allowed Barrios to, uh, to secure the top spot as he was able to hold off Danny Robertson for the victory. And what I believe, I believe this is Barrios's first USBKS race. So a win in his debut, uh, as I said, Robertson in the second spot with defending champion, Scott cop in the third position, uh, 2019 champion, David Galloina, on the comp cart in fourth with 2018 champion Lorenzo Mardan on the techno cart in fifth. Nice. Uh, how about hard charger in that one? 
Hard Charger, Paul Montopoli, uh, comp cart, moved up 10 spots, 25th to the 15th position. All right, so let's move to Sunday. And the, and the interesting thing about Masters, uh, you never know if, if a driver's going to go on a sweep, if they're going to be good for, you know, the entire weekend long, or if somebody else comes to, you know, comes call on the next day. Uh, Robertson coming out of the gate as the top qualifier to start Sunday's action. Yeah, laid down the hammer in qualifying, was able to uh, to set fast time and led the drivers to the uh, the green flag for the pre-final. But it ended up being Cop that just had a little bit more pace than everybody else in the pre-final, came up from the fourth position to uh, take over the top spot and go on to win the race. And that was the winning move of the weekend or the, of the day as Cop went wire to wire in the main event out to a 1.1 second advantage in the uh, in the in the 22 lap final uh roberts the fight behind him was 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 pretty heated robertson ended up finishing in the second spot as scott roberts uh was promoted up into the third position uh mario barrios ended up crossing the line third but was given a pushback bumper penalty that dropped him back to fifth position with john robichaud having his best performance that i that i can recall at usbks competition driving up to fourth so one, two, three RPG Masters drivers in the top five on Sunday. Yeah, solid outing for the uh, Rawls Performance Group guys. Hard charger this one, David. Adam Pettit on the solo card up 14 spots, 24th up to 10th. Uh, contact in the pre-final. Did you happen to see what happened there? Yeah, both solo cart drivers, him, Pettit, and um, Sparacio, right? Sparacia? Sparacino. Sparacio. 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 Uh, yeah, just... They could not get any luck all weekend long, uh, and it ended up being the main event on Sunday where they were actually where they probably should have been, which was trailing the lead uh, the lead pack uh, all race long uh, with uh, Pettit in the tenth spot and uh, Sparacio in the uh, in the ninth position. So they had the pace, just didn't have the luck all weekend long until the end of the weekend. Yeah, it's always tough, especially a track like uh, like Ocala, as you said, David. You get uh, you're mired mid pack near the back of the pack. You're always battling hard, and it, it all it takes is one little piece of contact, and you find yourself off track. All right, folks, uh, another break of the action. We get back, we'll wrap up our race report again, pr- presented today by Cartsport North America, with detailed reports for Mini Swift and Micro Swift. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com.
experience, and passion. That's what led to the launch of AMAX Racing. Owner Charles Maxwell began AMAX Racing in 2015, expanding the operation in 2019 with a focus on driver development for racers of all age groups and backgrounds. From top-level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. You can join the AMAX Racing family in 2021 at the Cup Karts North America, United States Pro Kart Series, and WK Manufacturers Cup Series, along with selected local events at Whiteland Raceway Park and Newcastle Motorsports Park. For more information, contact them at 317-437-5886 or find them on Facebook. AMAX Racing, all of your karting needs under 110. Welcome back to episode 76 of the EKN Debrief. Is David Cole giving us a full race report of the opening round of the USPKS, uh, which held this past weekend, March the 12th, 13th, and 14th in Ocala, Florida. Let's jump now into the Mini Swift class. We have only two more categories to go here in the race report. Here's the headline for Mini Swift. Photo finishes end with Vidmontian and Ardiles winning. Sounds like some excitement. Oh, excitement all, all at the end. Um, you know, it looked like, you know, some drivers were going to be able to, to kind of pace the field and, uh, and score victory, but it ended up being photo finishes both days in the category. Uh, John Antonino came across from, uh, California to his first USPKS race and, uh, set fast time in qualifying. But unfortunately that was the only time we saw him at front of the field, uh, in his pre-final was dropped back as Reagan Seville. Uh, out of the speed sports tent was able to score his uh, the prefinal victory while Diego Ardiles in the 20 cart was uh, the other prefinal winner. So we had two new names uh, up at the front of the field uh, for the main event uh, ended up being uh, Enzo Vidimanti, though, that was uh, able to kind of secure the lead uh, about halfway through the race. Looked like he had a pretty good gap, but it ended up. But Mayor Ben Mayer was able to uh, to run him down. Uh, lap by lap, they got closer and closer. And then the main, the last lap of the main event, uh, kind of went, uh, toe to toe with each other, uh, back and forth through the, uh, the one eighties. And as they came to the, uh, the checkered flag side by side at the line, uh, it was a close photo finish, really too hard to tell. Unfortunately, we're not directly in front of the start finish line. So we have no idea what happened. Uh, but race, uh, the, the orbits showed uh, Vidimanti ahead by seven thousandths of a second uh, ahead of Mir. Uh, and then talking to Mir after the race, they found out that their transponder was on the seat and not the tri- the the side pot. So uh, there could be, you know, there could there was a little bit of stipulation on, you know, who exactly was ahead at the line, but uh, officials went by the uh, the scoring loop and uh whoever crossed that that uh scoring loop first was the uh was the victor and ended up being Vidmontian. So, so Vidmont uh, yes, yeah, so Vidmontian with the win. Wow. Yeah, so Ben Mayer's dad was a little upset at himself knowing that he should have had the transponder on the side pod but didn't. So uh so knock chalk one up for the uh the dad making the mistake on that one. Uh <laughs> Oliver Weldon completed the podium in the third position. Uh Diego Ardiles was in the fourth position with Tyler Roberts scoring the fifth spot. 
And the hard charger, David, a, a move from deep in the field, 41st, uh, which are, how many, we had mini Swift, total of mini Swift. 41st, 41. 41. So dead last. <laughs> dead last. Die, yeah, Diego Giot, I think is, a, I'm not exactly sure he had to pronounce that myself. That's how Diego I was going to say it, Giot. Giot, Giot. Giot. Uh, 16 spots, 41st, dead last, up to 25th. Yeah, good drive for him. Uh, probably, had some, name. probably had some fun <laughs> passing cars. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. that's what that's what it's all about when you start last, right? <laughs> I've, yeah. I've done it a few times, right? <laughs> you have, David. You have. Uh, all right, to Sunday, Diego Ardiles, uh, perfect on the on the day. Yeah, looked really good on Sunday. Came out uh, setting fast time in the qualifying session. Drove away for the pre-final win. Ben Mayer was in the other pre-final. He was able to control the pace in that race as well, too. Uh, so that matched those two up along with Saturday's winner as the top three were able to kind of get away from the rest of the field. They kind of size each other up throughout the race. And then it was, uh, it was a mayhem on the last lap, including <laughs> some three wide action going through the, uh, the hairpins at the far end of the racetrack. They finally came around to, uh, to the final corner with mayor and leading going into the final corner, but a slight bobble with, I think what he was running was the defensive line. Just did not get the momentum out of the last corner. That allowed Ardiles to slide into the inside and edge him out at the line by 32 thousandths of a second. Ouch. Well, good for Ardiles. Tough one for Ben, but man, what a what a great last lap. That would have been fun to watch, I would think. It, it was fun to watch. You know, they all they they all went for it. And, you know, unfortunately, Ben made just a slight little mistake that that cost him the victory. And again, you know, having two losses by less than five hundredths of a second, it's pretty tough. But overall, you know, you have to look at it. It's a good points weekend, you know, two second place finishes. So we'll see how he does. Uh, Vidmontien was a close third. I think both or all three carts finished within a tenth of each other at the line. Uh, Roberts was able to move up one position, Tyler Roberts to the fourth spot on Sunday with Antonino getting into the top five, finally at the end of the day on Sunday. Hard charger in the mini swift category, Salvador Della Vecchia on the parallel, uh, 22 spots, David from 37th up to 15th. As we said, get, get your money's worth. You get one position every lap. That's what he did. All right, let's move to the micro swift class now. And here's your headline. Malkit and and Harvick split micro wins to start season. Dave, we, Dave, there's there are a lot of really good young micros right now that we're seeing run up front at all these races. There are, and you know, going in, we knew these two names were going to be there along with the other ones that we'll talk about uh, in the top five as well. But uh, these two were certainly the class of the field on Saturday with uh, Malkut setting fast time and qualifying, while Harvick came back to win the pre final. Uh, the top two battled all race long, kind of back and forth. Ended up with uh, a last lap pass by Malcut on the final circuit to uh, to be able to edge out Harvick for the victory and score what I believe I think is Malcut's first USPKS uh, victory uh, of his career. Uh, Harvick had to settle for second with Augustus Toniolo uh, on the Cosmic in third, Alessandro Truchot in fourth, with Ethan Tovo in the fifth position. Uh, uh, hard charger, uh, Paul Hart on the red speed, 37th up to 23rd again, 14 spots forward and, and getting, getting some work done over the length of that race. Yeah. Again, 39 drivers in this field. So a lot of room to, uh, improve, 
if you had a, a tough pre-final, as I believe Hart did, to start at the back and uh, and got his money's worth and learned probably learned a lot of passing about passing that race. All right, let's give us give me the the breakdown on Sunday. Obviously, Malkit on the on the pole on Saturday ends up with the win. Harvick on pole on Sunday. How did it go for Young Keelan? Yeah, Harvick on pole with the fast time and qualifying. Didn't end up winning the prefinal though. As GM Matteo Rousseau on the Nitro cart decided to uh, to step things up on Sunday, came away with the prefinal win. Uh, Rousseau was among the top challengers along with Malcut and Toniolo. Uh, Essentially, Harvick did not want to not lead. He wanted to lead every single lap. Uh, every time he got, <laughs> every time he got challenged, he struck right back. And if and if they weren't striking, he was kind of running a little bit of a defensive line and a couple of the hairpins. So, really wanted to keep that lead and kind of bunch things up with Malcut and Rousseau. Rousseau ended up being the aggressor of the uh, of the challengers. Was in second spot on the last lap. Tried to make a move at the inside of the tree corner, made a slight contact with the rear bumper of Harvick, which slowed um, Rousseau's pace down. That allowed Malcut to go through from third to second, and that contact just kind of gave uh, Harvick enough distance to uh, get to the checkered flag before uh, first before anybody else did and uh, score his first uh, USPKS victory. Uh, Malcutt ended up finishing in second. Uh, Augustus Toniolo was able to slip past Rousseau for the third position on the podium, while Ethan Tovo added another uh, top five perf- top five finish. Another strong uh, driver coming from deep in the field as well, Marco Romero on the Benick, 20 spots up, starting deep in 32nd. Able to actually work his way up into 12th position, David, and, and, and potentially even get to the top 10. So all in all, a really good run for Marco. Yeah, just short of that top 10 finish, but still a great uh, drive to, uh, again, get one position every lap. All right, folks, final break in the action. We come back after this. We'll wrap things up from this edition of the Debrief. We'll have a look at the Constructors' Championship, let you know uh, how many different chassis won and how many races they actually won. And we'll wrap things up with a with a preview look at the EKN Trackside Live race calendar where David Cole and I are going to be in the months of March or the remainder of the month of March and the month of April. Stay tuned, folks. We'll wrap it up after this break. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cartsport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, cart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at kartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Kartsport North America. Top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market, but when you're carting to win, it boils down to one thing, you, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, and you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. 
The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Alan Rudolph with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Welcome back to episode 76 of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network or on any of the podcast outlets that you like to use. Uh, uh, this is the United States Pro Kart Series. That's the uh, event in question today. The, David giving us a full report on his trip down to Ocala, Florida. David, let's wrap things up. Bottom line is uh, largest event in the nine-year history of the series. Yeah, starting out the ninth year uh, with a record turnout. Uh, very historic for this program and the sport as well. You know, as I as I kind of mentioned uh, in a in a morning column that I put up Saturday, a year anniversary of the uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic hitting our our sport. Um, you know, it's you know while it's been you know a very challenging and difficult year, it's been a positive one for our sport. We've kind of come together and realized you know how much we enjoy and how much we, we love the sport and, and people are flocking to it. You know, new people are coming in. People are, are just going racing because they know, you know, it's, you got to enjoy it while you can. I think that's kind of the, the mantra uh, and people are doing that with our sports. So we're seeing record turnouts, uh, not only in this program, but other programs as well too. So uh, it's a, you know, a great way to kind of what we ended 2020 with, with some strong momentum and, and we've certainly continued that into 2021. Uh, big money too, David, uh, which is huge. We talked about it a little bit, you know, five grand to win in, uh, in X30 Pro, but uh, what, over 14 grand in total? Nearly, yeah, nearly $14,000 handed out in cash to uh, those two categories on the weekend. So we'll have the same thing at Newcastle. We'll have the same thing at Road America and we'll have the same thing at GoPro for the series finale. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of, a lot of cash going to be handed out by, uh, MG tires and IME USA East. We're always looking at numbers, right? Uh, a hundred for a good club race, you know, 150 for a strong regional program, 200, you know, for that national series is big. Get over that 200 mark. 250 means, you know, you're a rock star. Anything over two fifties, you're one of the five or six biggest events of the year. Uh, what about 300? We saw 300 at the Cup Cards North America Grand Nationals. Think USPKS can get 300? I think that's the challenge, you know, to see if, you know, we, we really hoped we could get that in Ocala this weekend. We we did get some walk-ups, but we just didn't get enough to uh, to kind of reach that 300 plateau. Um, you know, what what's going to happen when, you know, the borders do open? Or how many Canadians are going to come down and, and be part of this program or – how many more locals can we get at Newcastle? We know Newcastle and the Midwest area have a number of, of racers who may, might not have traveled to Florida. Uh, how many of the Florida drivers are going to travel up to Newcastle? So that's kind of, you know, what are we going to get when we get to the next round 
or when we get to the other events uh, on the season? Can we can we at least match this mark or can we get even further? Yeah, it's, it's just amazing all, all told. And as we said, numbers breed numbers. You know, you see those many guys, many people down there. You want to be down. You want to be part of it. You, I, anybody who wants to be part of a big, a big program. We see, we see the growth, whatever it may be. And, and people go into the Supernats or we said Cup Carts North America, Grand Nationals or the Battle of the Brickyard. You don't want to miss an event like that. David, let's, uh, let's wrap. So as we start to wrap up, let's have a look at the Constructors Championship. Interesting because what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different carts getting race wins. Ten different brands getting race wow. wins on the weekend. Uh, typically, we don't see that at USPKS. We see it, you know, a little bit more condensed. But uh, this weekend was was different. Uh, you know, record numbers, so number of different brands. But uh, EOS picking up three with Jeremy Fletcher alone, so that that helped that brand lead the way. Uh, Cart Republic picking up two, one with Ariz Umejian and another with Isaac Malcutt. Uh, Red Speed with two with Connor Zillage picking up two of his wins. And then we have Benick, Expree, Cosmic, Merlin, Nitro Cart, Perlin, and Tony Cart all with one victory. All with a victory. Wow. That's uh, that's a good cross-section. All right, folks, we're going to wrap things up here and have a, a look at where David Cole and I are going to be over the next uh, month and a half with what is now our, our wrapping. EKN Trackside Live Race Calendar presented by Leading Edge Motorsports. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning and karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of countless drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Leading Edge Motorsports is the West Coast importer and factory team for IP karting, which manufactures the ultra-competitive Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge will be trackside at the Supercart USA Pro Tour, California Pro Car Challenge, Stars Championship, and Rock Cup events in 2021. Contact us today to book your spot under the tent. Visit leadingedgemotorsports.com for more info or find them on Facebook and Instagram. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Well, David, uh, it's been a couple of years since you and I have had to do the uh, the double where I'm on one coast and you're on the other. Well, in a couple of weeks' time, uh, March the 26th, 27th, 28th, you'll be in Sonoma, California, and I will be in Avondale, Louisiana. Wine country, Sonoma, uh, In-N-Out Burger, <laughs> Aldof, Ald, Ald, what, what's, what's the sandwich place? Angelos. Angelos. Yes. Yeah, oh, so get so some good. of that salsa. Mm. Yep. I'm going to be what, eating Why good. are you there? What, what, what race are you going to oh, be Oh, that's right. Sorry. I thought we were only talking about food at this point. My bad. <laughs> challenge, challenge of the Americas, the series finale, Sonoma Raceway. Rounds five and six of the program. We're going to crown this year's champions. And believe me, all the categories are going to go down to the wire. Nobody aside from junior rock, I believe that's the only class that uh, we don't really have a championship fight, but all the other divisions going to go down to the wire. Um, new layout. Uh, no more tic-tac-toe. We're going to bypass that and uh and do a 180 there so that'll that'll kind of throw a wrench at everybody to kind of see um how that races and see how you know the track um you know the times that people are able to to throw down and see how it races so uh should be a fun and interesting weekend yeah it's march 26 27 28 david as we said at the challenge of the americas finale at sonoma raceway myself nola motorsports for cajun cooking company burger Mm. yeah 
and the mm. Supercarts USA Pro Tour Winter Nationals. The start of the Pro Tour, where everything shut down last year. We're going to try to get back there, press the reset button. Again, it'll be a double deal, folks. We'll be on EKN Live 1 and EKN Live 2, so we'll be streaming both. David will have uh, Chappie, Tim Chapman, on the, the PA. Alicia will be with me at um, at NOLA Motorsports for that event, the opening round of the Scusa Pro Tour. Obviously hoping for two big events and, you know, of course – we got to be at both, David. So you're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Don't forget Moe's Pizza, too. I don't know if we'll, we'll probably go to Moe's. I mean, it's right there by the racetrack. I mean, you that's got true. That, that is true. That is true. It's good pizza. Uh, that, that's what I remember from last year because that was the only dinner I had. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. A um, little, uh, little later on there, April the 30th to May the 2nd. Nothing actually going on in April. David, you're back at it with the United States Pro Kart Series. Their next round, April 30th to May the 2nd. As you mentioned, Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana. Um, that could be a big, big, big race. Again, we'll we'll have to see You know, if everybody returns, how many are going to return, and then all the new people that are going to join because the season will be finally underway here in the Midwest. We'll have some warmer weather. Hopefully it'll be a good weekend for weather at the event. Uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see where we end up for numbers, but it's overall it's still going to be a big, big, big race. And again, this is the Ecan Trackside Live Calendar, always presented by Cooper Tires. So big thank you to Cooper Tires for being on board. Uh, trackside Live means we've got our live streaming. I mentioned that we didn't have anything there in the month of April, but we we won't have a live stream. But David, you're going to be doing something a little different, something the first time that we've done it. Ecan Trackside coverage though on April 16th, 17th, and 18th as part of the big event by the WKA, the Charlotte Karting Challenge at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Concord, North Carolina. Normally, we'd be covering maybe the Man Cup, but this time, something different. The WKA has asked us to focus on road racing. So, David, you are going to be all in. You're going to be with the National WK Road Racing Series. This is going to be cool for you. It'll be a little different. Back to your roots because you're a road racer. And, you know, it's 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 cool because we're finally going to be giving all those road racing stars an opportunity to get some coverage on ECAN. It's going to be nothing new for me. It's going to be new for our our, our viewers. That's, uh, yeah. You know, those who aren't familiar with road racing. I This is this is going back home. Uh, this is where this is where I got my bread and butter. This is where I learn how to get beat all the time. <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh, it'll be good to uh, to be back with with a lot of familiar faces that uh, I've known since I was a youth, a youth, uh, a youth, a youth. The two youths. <laughs> That's the youths. <laughs> um, but uh, it'll it'll be good to to kind of give that that form of of carding um, some some exposure. You know, yeah. again, we we do the best we can with with what we have. Uh, we can't be at every single event uh, every single weekend throughout the year. And we, we kind of rely on, on people to to help us and provide for, you know, information alone. Just results alone would be great. Um, so we'll we'll be uh, we'll be trackside all weekend long, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, kind of just, you know, educating you on road racing stuff that happens on. Uh, you know, formats, you know, and obviously we'll, we'll promote some of the winners. We'll do daily race reports as well, too, and do a lot of obviously stuff on social media as well. I love it, folks. Again, that's the uh, Charlotte Carding Challenge uh, for the WKA on the April, what did I say, 16th, 17th, 18th, David? Correct. I changed, I changed my sheet. That's it. Yep. Awesome, folks. It's going to be a great one. And again, EK and trackside coverage there. So David will be trackside. And that wraps things up here from today. USPKS, what a tremendous start to the season. 293 entries. We had the out, uh, out podcast, the preview last week. 
This is the debrief. We've wrapped things up, folks. We'll put a cap on the opening round of the USPKS. David will be there at the end of April again at Newcastle to head to round number two. Thank you so much for joining us here, folks. Big thank you to Trinity Carding Group for presenting our show here today. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. 